Good day, everyone. My name is Atingo Sinchemiza, and today I'll be taking you through our latest EIA, which is on MTN. MTN's positive operating momentum continues, driven by structurally higher demand in data and fintech. The asset realization program has supported the company's deleveraging. Full-year results came in ahead of expectations. The company had graded service revenue in Nigeria and Ghana at the back of higher demand in data, with the latter showing strong fintech growth. Asset realization program is supporting deleveraging of debt. The other key events that took place was a spectrum auction and the SIM registration announcement in Nigeria, which will later, later unpack in this presentation. We maintain our recommendation on MTN, which is a buy, with an intrinsic value of 220, which represent about a 22% upside. Key events that took place, full year 2021 results came out. There was a good set of results which came in ahead of expectations. On the 17th of March, ICASA concluded the successful spectrum allocation, which we'll let unpack in the next slide. The National Communications Commission in Nigeria implemented the restrictions on all outgoing calls not associated with the national identity number. So those were the three key events that took place. I'm looking at the results. The results came in ahead of consensus and really driven by a strong growth in data. So revenue on constant currency, that's before any translation into South African rents, was up 17.6. Service revenue was up 18.3% which is ahead of the group targets for around about 18%. Adjusted EBITDA was up 23.7%, with margins improving from 42.1% to 43%. Adjusted HIPS increased in the spread by 26.6%, and dividends were reinstated at 3 rand, and we saw significant improvement in ROE. Also, another key event that took place was the Nigerian SIM registration announcement. Because of race security and terrorism concerns, the, the Nigerian government uh, decided to imprint restrictions on all outgoing calls, which were not associated with the NIN. MTN Group disclosed that 44 million subscribers had submitted their NINs by the end of the year, 31st December 2021 which is about 64% of the Nigerian subscriber base and 74% of the service revenue. Looking at the impact, revenue exposure was disclosed by the group, which is around 3% of sales annualized at a group level. It's important to note that the other services are still functional for the whole subscriber base, regardless of whether there's a NIN or no NIN associated to it. At this stage, we think the impact is still minimal. As we mentioned, there's 3% of sales annualized. So on the day of the announcement, we saw an 8% decline in the share price, which we think in our view, the market is 
pricing in a complete disconnection. So a complete disconnection will be no voice incoming or outgoing, no data services or any other services at all. For a complete disconnection, we think based on the current numbers that the group had disclosed, which is 64% of the subscriber base and 74% of the service revenue, the impact would be 8%. That's when you have no um, that's when you have a full dis disconnection. So 8% of the full year groups, group revenue exposure. I think the situation in Nigeria is still very hard to assess and to also unpack the impact. So there's been quite a significant amount of effort by the group and other telcos at large to get the, to get the subscriber base re-registered. So until we see how much and at what data they're able to claw back some of the lost subscriber base, then we'll be able to assess the full impact. So first quarter numbers will be important in understanding the impact going forward. The next topic that we touch on is a spectrum allocation. A spectrum crunch has been a well-cited issue amongst SA telcos and relied on extensive refarming intensifying the network, which had an adverse impact on CapEx ratios and cost to customers. While Telcom launched, it was in a unique position, at a high spectrum depth and an allocation of 2,300 MHz in the 2,300 MHz spectrum band, which could be deployed in dense areas and suited for LTE rollout, which gave Telcom an edge over the other telcos. In the recent spectrum auction, Vodacom added 110 MHz, MTN 100 MHz, Telcom 42 MHz. And in terms of the pricing, Vodacom felt that the Spectrum auction was a little bit too pricey. Whilst on the other hand, MTN mentioned that it was in line with the global benchmarks. So overall, Vodacom paid roughly about 5.3 billion, MTN around 5.2 billion. And MTN is looking to offset the cost of the 5.2 billion with the recent with the proceeds from the recent sale and leaseback which they executed over their towers. Now Vodacom and MTN are in line with Telcom with respect to the total depth of a spectrum. Vodacom's biggest acquisition was in with, was within the 2,600 MHz band, which strengthens their LTE offering. MTN moved had a more balanced approach. We've had a more balanced approach and they acquired within the 2,600 MHz band and also within the 3,500 MHz band, which forms an anchor band with the latter forming an anchor band for 5G rollout. Telcom acquired within the sub one gig and also strengthened within the 3,500 MHz band as well. Looking to strengthen their LTE, LTE rollout. The company also provided an update on the asset realization program. During FY21, the group received a net proceeds of 4.1 billion from MTN Uganda IPO and BICS. They expect a further 8.8 .8 billion from the successful listing of MTN Nigeria. Also in this period, they listed IHS, which MTN holds a key significant stake. 
a sale and leaseback transaction was, was executed and they anticipate a net proceeds of 5.2 billion and as mentioned will be used to offset the spectrum acquisition cost. Also in this period, MTN abandoned operations in Sierra in the Yemen region and currently are evaluating the exit strategy of Afghanistan to reduce risk coming from these opcos. We see that our ROE has been improving since 2020, it's from it, which was at a level of 17% in 2021 at 20%, and they're targeting slightly is targeting above 25% from 2025 onwards. From the asset realization program, there was also a significant pay down in the debt, mainly within the hard currency dominated debt, and now the whole cornet debt to EBITDA. Is, at, is roughly at one times, which is slight, which is below the target of 1.5 times. We value MTN on the sum of the past valuation, with an exit multiple of 5.5 times. Looking at the spectrum of return in invested capital versus a five-year average EV to EBITDA, we can see that Telcom has a return in invested capital of. 6.2% and is trading at a multiple of around 3.9 times. Vodacom has returned an invested capital of 14% and is trading at a multiple of slightly below 7 times. So when we think about our multiple that applied exit of 5.5 times, the multiple is higher than Telcom but lower than, but lower than Vodacom at 5.5 times for its given return in invested capital of 11%. We believe this multiple is justified from the current level of 4.2% and the reason being is that we think MTN should be trading at a multiple that's slightly higher than 4.2 times given that they have a more stable capital, in capital intensity uh, targets going forward. The organic growth pro profile coming from the different, uh, different, different opcos with the recent upgrade as well of the service revenue. Also, fintech provides an, another key avenue, another avenue of growth, and that's why we think MTN warrants a higher rating of 5.5 times. To summarize our different scenarios, at a big case, we have an intrinsic value of 142 rand, a base case, an intrinsic value of 218 rand, and a bull case, an intrinsic value of 258 rand, and I give it our scenario. Given our scenarios in the prob given our probability scenarios, we arrive at an intrinsic value of 220 rand, which represented a 22% upside from the current 180 rand. So our key takeaways from this presentation, results came in ahead of expectation and the group upgraded its service revenue, driven mainly by Nigeria and Ghana. Dividends was reinstated in spirit and was declared at 3 rand and the looking and the guidance for 2022 is at 3.30. Asset realization program has enabled the company to pay down its gearing and improve return on equity. We maintain our buy recommendation with an intrinsic value of 220 rand, which represents a 22% upside. So what would make us change our mind? If we see higher regulation risk and adverse macrodynamics, such as currency and inflations from the various opcos, going out of hand.
So if you wish to place a trade, please speak to your financial advisor or our trading desk. And this concludes our presentation. Thank you very much.